What up, bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, with Adventures in Hunting, we got a shit ton of SDCC pops coming out, and it's not even the full list yet. Nope. Yep. We're recording this episode a little bit early. Um... But don't worry, you guys will still get to hear your answers to the question of the week, if there are any. We'll find out. <laughs> um, suspension is killing me. Yeah, editing magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Blu-rays, we actually have one new title to talk about. And, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but I actually do want to check it out. So I don't know if I want to blind buy it, but we'll see. Uh, with this week's sneak peeks and what's in the box, we got nothing. Absolutely nothing. Hopefully soon. Um, hopefully. <laughs> uh, and then after that, we'll be moving on to our main event of the evening, which will be our All Bros breakdown of Scoob. 2020's Scoob! Exclamation point. <sighs> Thoughts? Caleb, Caleb just <laughs> said it all with that. <laughs> it's like signing out now. That's literally our review. It's just, <sighs> well, maybe not his. F- I don't know. I have, yeah. We'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have some thoughts, good and bad. But, Mostly bad. Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how this turns out. Anyway, what do you say we get started? <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, guys. What's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling, the list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. All right, so first up with Adventures in Hunting, the first SDCC pop we got is from Caleb's favorite Star Wars movie. (laughs) I just wanted to hear your reaction. Uh, We have a red Sith trooper. Uh, from the Rise of Skywalker. No, it's the Sith oh, Jet S- Trooper. Sorry, Sith Jet Trooper. I'm sorry. Gosh um, damn it, get it right. I'm sorry. Dude, and weren't these bastards white? No, they were red. Weren't they the ones that were chasing Rey and everyone? No, uh, no, these are, um, this is during, like, the final fight, when they're on, like, top of, like, uh, one of the, um, I forget what ship it is. It's not a... D- it's not a Death Star, is it? No, a Star Destroyer. It might be a Star Destroyer, but whatever. It's when they're on uh, top, and like honestly, you see a shot of like one flying in with their gun, and they land. Off Dumb. The ship. Yeah. I, ex- I don't know. They look cool. They did. A- they hardly had any screen time in the Rise of Skywalker, but I kind of want it. Just because I actually like the Rise of Skywalker. I do appreciate with this that they made the smoke from the jetpack the stand. I just, I, I just noticed that. Yeah, that makes me want it even more. 
Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me, but of course it I, I appreciate the uh, that little detail. How generous of you. Yeah, I only have one Sith Trooper, and it was one that my brothers got me. That's not a Sith Trooper, that's a Praetorian Guard. Whatever. <laughs> Get your Star Wars right. Dude. <laughs> like, uh, you know my relationship with Star Wars. I like it, but I don't love it. Yeah, I know. You're just a casual fan, like me. I'm a casual fan, yeah. but I'm probably going to end up watching freaking Clone Wars. Hell yeah, I need to too. Yeah, thanks, Pizza and Parsecs. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Uh, from Batman and Robin, we got Mister Freeze. Ooh, yeah. love this it. one looks pretty damn cool. This one is what Iceman should have been. It looks like the helmet and all of his other like equipment is clear. It does. Yeah, and then it's like his skin is like all glittery. And I hope that's the case because if it is, then they jacked up Iceman. <laughs> Wait, Iceman. Yeah, the, F- I know. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, sorry. The Iceman like... figure where he's like blue oh yeah like instead of doing this where he's like clear yeah this actually looks like ice yeah it looks badass so is that like your number one that you want so far at least so far this is like my number two or three. Oh shit okay yeah so but this is this is that one right yeah yeah forget the freaking <laughs> jet trooper no but mr freeze is definitely up there okay will i get him Probably not. Okay. But if I, out of this list that we have, if I had to pick, he'd be like third on my list. All right. Jet Trooper would be last. Um, and uh, so these haven't been announced, which stores they're going to be shared with. Um, that will come later on. Um, next up, we got Ra's al Ghul, the comic version. Yes. So it's not Liam Neeson. Nope. Unfortunately. <laughs> Um, but this one's really cool. It is. Although I, besides what we know about him in Batman Begins, I hardly know anything about Ra's al Ghul. I barely know anything about him either. Okay, good. Like the only, the only stuff that I know outside of the Batman movie was the animated movie. Um, which one? There was one, a son of Batman. I don't think I ever saw son of Batman. I saw Batman versus Robin. Yeah, so it's kind of in the same line as that that okay. movie, like same actors and everything. Yeah. It's yeah, Son of Batman kind of gave a uh, a little bit of an origin story for Ra's al Ghul. Oh, okay. and that it was pretty cool. Uh, next up, we got Black Lightning, um, from the CW show. Yep, and he looks freaking awesome. And this one will sadly will be a, a three thousand piece limited edition. So I'm just gonna mark it off as I ain't getting that. Nope. This would be on my list if it wasn't for the damn 3,000 piece. Oh, yeah, same. I haven't even seen the show, but that pop looks fantastic. Yeah. So it. for those of you that don't know, 3,000 piece means they're only making 3,000 of them? Yep. That's yeah. it. Uh, next up, we got Cyborg Superman. That's pretty cool. It'll definitely go well with the... Didn't they make a Cyborg Batman? Ooh, did they? I thought they did. 
Yeah, well, so Cyborg Superman's an actual character. Oh. This just proves yeah. how much I know about DC. Yeah, so Cyborg Superman is like an evil version oh. of Superman, I guess. Okay. I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Sure, why It's a not? cool figure, though. It is a very cool figure. I love it. Yeah, I think they worked a little too hard to put the curl in. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it over it's a have pretty to good. have that perfect guys <laughs> yeah they probably came with like the curl not there and they're like yeah uh, yeah take this back and put the curl but there's no room for the curl put it in it's not superman without it <laughs> yeah and the dude just kind of like phoned it in he's just like you know what screw it just put the curl right here <laughs> Uh, all right. Next up from the office, we got Dwight as Recyclops, and honestly, just because he doesn't have his glasses on, doesn't look anything like Dwight. If I didn't know the office, I would have just been like, um, "Is he supposed to be like a uh, like a Saturday Night Live football player or something?" I don't know, dude. That's what I thought. <laughs> I didn't think Saturday Night Live, but I just saw that like i saw recyclops the name and i was just like who the hell's the recyclops <laughs> so well, i didn't yeah, i didn't you know haven't that seen the office you'd be absolutely blindsided yeah so i hadn't i haven't seen that episode oh you haven't no i've have oh. not so, oh i had no freaking clue who oh, the really? hell he was supposed to be i didn't even know it was dwight <laughs> yeah so, like seriously without the glasses yeah you could never tell it was dwight yeah, like I just knew it was from the office, and I was just like, "Who the hell's Recyclops?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we got uh, Yzma as Cat. Yzma. Yzma, sorry. Not Yzma. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yzma. Uh, so we got Yzma as a cat, and fantastic. I love this scene so much. Oh, this is a damn near flawless figure. It this is, is so good. This is probably my number one go-to. Besides one that's coming up, this is probably my number one, so far at least. Yeah, this one is probably my number two. That Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's my, it's my number two grab. Okay. Uh, next up, we got uh, Pixar's Alien as Kevin. And... I mean, it's cool. I'm not... Nothing special. It's not. Bet you money if they, uh, when they announce the store exclusives, box lunch. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like all, all of the... <laughs> for up, sure. All of the up exclusives, it seems, always go to box lunch. The Carl and Ellie, and then the um, Kevin with the uh, up house. Yeah, I am pretty sure that's going to box lunch. Oh, yeah. Now that you've said that, there's no other place that it could go. <laughs> I mean, it could go to Hot Topic, but... I, I doubt it. Yeah, I think Box Lunch makes the most sense for Up Pops. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Invader Zim holding um, Mini Moose. Yes. And this is my number four. This Or not my number four. My number one Ooh. pick. This is one that I want really bad, but I also want Gurr. <laughs> I freaking love... Invader Zim. Like, it's... I, I freaking love that show. And Minnie Moose is freaking hilarious. <laughs> so, 
I freaking love this figure. It's Zim. He's like winking. Like this figure makes Zim look a lot better than the other figures have. Like, cause with him, he has the oversized eyes. Yeah. When was the last time we got an Invader Zim pop? The last Invader Zim pop we got was him holding the world, or like yeah, yeah. But and I think that one came with a Gur. And then I th- we have we don't have very many invaders in. No, we so don't. we have this new one, uh, the one where he's holding the world, I believe, and I think that one comes with a gur. I'm not 100 percent certain on that. I'll probably I'll look it up, but yeah, it comes with that, and it com- There's one where he's riding the pig with. Oh yeah, uh, was not a hot topic her. exclusive. It was. Okay. And I'm still really wanting that one, is but it's it freaking st- huge. Is it still in stock? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it still is because I want to say they had a shit ton of inventory of that one. They did. They definitely did. Um, I went to Hot Topic last week. Oh. Um, when we were walking around the mall, they required us to wear masks. Um, but I think I remember seeing one on their like the top shelf, oh, shit. like in the back. You should have <laughs> bought. I know. <laughs> but we were about to go to a movie, so I didn't want to, like, carry... Or, not not a movie. What, like, what am I talking what? about? No, we were about to go to dinner. I was like, wait, I thought uh, Utah Cinemarks don't open until July 1st. Yeah, I'm freaking stupid. I wanted to go to a movie. <laughs> That's usually what me and the wife do on, on date nights. We yeah. go see a movie. But, no, we were go about to go to dinner. Oh, and okay. so we were going to dinner at the P.F. Chang's in the mall. Oh, okay. Nice. So, I would have had to take that to the place with us, and I didn't want to do that. That's fair. That's so, fair. I'm going to look up any other Invader Zim Pops while you talk about the next one. Okay, next up, we got Mikey with Surfboard. Calabunga, dude. That was awful. That was really bad. That, I mean, <laughs> I've done better, but that was, yeah. Um, I can't say you've done worse, though. <laughs> So, uh, this, I believe, is from the original Ninja Turtle cartoon. Um, and what's interesting is, uh, so the surf, so he has, uh, surf trunks with pizza, slices of pizza on them, and then he's holding a surfboard that says Cowabunga, but at the bottom of the surfboard, it has the Comic-Con International logo. Yeah, that's kind of a deal breaker. So, I'm pretty sure that, because of that, it's probably going to be a Funko Shop exclusive. Yeah. Or a uh, Toy Tokyo exclusive. One of those. Yeah. So, real quick, I just looked it up and I was right. Um, so, they have like the other Invader Zim figures that they have. They have Zim looking angry, holding it looks like a globe with Gur. And that one was a Hot Topic exclusive. Um, then they have multiple different versions of Gur. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so they have like a glow in the dark Gur. They have um him without his hood. Um in like his dog costume. Yeah. They have one where he's holding a cupcake. Okay. And then they have just like a classic version, but this one was a hot topic exclusive. Hmm. Um and then they have the one that where Zim and Gur ride the pig. 
So the one that I would want out of this is the... Honestly, I would get the Zaman Gur where he's holding the world just for the Gur and then buy the Zim with Mini Moose. <laughs> okay. I respect that. Yeah, because Angry Zim looks kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Tell us how you really feel. Well, you just did. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm like... I... Okay, <laughs> like you want me to just replay what I just yeah, said? Yeah, why, why not? Yeah, yeah. Let's just hit repeat. <laughs> Moving on before I become more stupider. Um, next up we got a two pack of Super Tails. I didn't know that was a thing. And Super Silver. A lot of people don't know who Silver is. At least as far as I'm aware, because. When I don't talk to people that have played very many Sonic games, they're just like, who the hell is that? Yeah, that's what I said when we were going through this list. I, I had no freaking clue who the so, hell Like, Silver I was. never played the 06 Sonic game, and that, as far as I'm aware, that's where he was introduced. I only knew of Silver when um, he came in uh, to the Mario and Sonic series in the first uh, Winter Games one. Yeah. So. I can't stand playing Sonic the Hedgehog games. Well, I mean, a lot of them aren't good. No. Like, it's ridiculously hard. They put these impossible freaking tasks in front of you, and you have to do them at freaking hyperspeed. <laughs> like, I feel like you need to take cocaine to play the game, so your eyes, like, slow the game down just enough so you can go and collect <laughs> everything. And I'm someone that likes to complete levels... It's like I'm a huge completionist. Yeah. So being able to run and not collect everything, like, burns my soul. <laughs> like I freaking hate it. You and maybe it's just to play uh, Sonic Colors. That is honestly that might be my favorite Sonic game I've ever played. Yeah, I play like the last Sonic game I played, and I only played like the first couple levels was uh, Sonic Generations. And I freaking hated it <laughs> because they have like the classic Sonic and yeah. then they have like the, the 3D Sonic. Oh, yeah. And okay. I hate it. Why? Because you're run, like, and it's just like the same issue I have with any Sonic game. You run to the left and if you get stuck, you jump and then you're expected. Like, I can't tell you how many times I freaking run into spikes and I'm trying to collect as many coins as I can. So I get the bonus points at the end. But I can't collect them all because I keep hitting those damn spikes at full freaking speed. <laughs> and you can't avoid them because you run fast enough to go off the screen. That's true. And I hate... <clears throat> Can you imagine playing a Sonic game drunk? Yeah, where everything gets slowed down, it'd be freaking impossible. It'd be so much fun, though. Yeah, that's why I say you have to play Sonic the Hedgehog on cocaine. So it, your brain, like, speeds up enough to keep, keep up with the damn game. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. They can be a pain in the ass. Hey, played oh, Sonic. can be? <laughs> yeah, they can be. Some are not that bad, like Sonic Heroes. Well, isn't that one a racing game? No, Sonic Heroes is where um you're playing uh in, like, uh, uh teams of three. And you're oh. still running places. Yeah. <sighs> I can't stand games like that. I freaking hate it. Like, this is why I hate racing games. I can't react quick enough 
Even Mario Kart? Okay, Mario Kart's different. Okay. That one's gonna, like, I feel I like that one say. you're more battling. And it's like Damn. around the same track. I'm talking about like car games. Okay. Like where you're racing in a stupid car. Oh, like Need for Speed? Yeah, Shit Need like for Speed's stupid. Okay. I don't know about you, but when it comes to like the uh, like the whole arcade experience with the steering wheel and the seat, is anyone actually good at handling a car in those games? Because I'm always running into the freaking wall. No, absolutely no one is good at that. Okay, because <laughs> yeah, every, I, what was it? I think when I was younger, yeah, a kid told me, "Oh yeah, this is exactly how a car is gonna feel," and I'm thinking, if this is how a car works, I don't want my license. <laughs> Because no car should be this hard to freaking maneuver. Yeah, I was told the exact same thing. Said I was told, I if you can't arm. master these, you're not going to master driving. And I'm like, I accepted my fate. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to die. Yep. But you're still here, so we're good. Yeah, but I was also like, thought to myself, I'm like, driving can't possibly be this difficult. <laughs> and turns out we were right. Yeah, we were 100% correct. Yep. To anyone under the age of driving. So 16. Yep, that number. <laughs> well, actually Drive. 15, because you can get your permit at 15. Okay, fair. So anyone under the age of 15, driving's not that hard. It's not. <laughs> people screw it up all the time because people suck. True. But ultimately, it's not that hard. No, it's it, it's not. And this is our PSA for today. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Dee-dee-dee. Brought to you by the All Bros. <laughs> uh, all right. So, do you have oh, any? Oh, go, bro. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Get the hell out of here. I will take my leave. <laughs> okay. All right, so getting back to so, sh- I almost said Shadow. <laughs> Silver and Tails, do you have anything else to say about them, Caleb? Uh, negative. Are you going to pick it up? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Fair. All right, uh moving on, uh we got a um an I uh, the, 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 the an ad icon coming into the picture. And this is like my number one um, sought after pop, and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get it. We'll see. But they are making a Jack in the Box. Hell, Funko. Yes. Box. Yep. Jack. Oh, sorry, Jack Box. That's his name. They're making a what? Jack Jack Box pop. Uh, well, I mean, it'd be kind of dumb to call him Jack in the Box because he's not in a box. Okay, you could just call him Jack. <laughs> okay. True. Hell, right, you could have just put Jack, and then he's in a box. <laughs> this man is revolutionary over here. I like to think outside the box. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> no, I like that to works. Think inside the box? No, I've. Uh, I swear, I've heard the expression. I like to think outside the box. I was making a joke, and oh. you ruined it. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Whatever. My bad. I hope you have to drive to St. George to pick this one up. <laughs> That's Ow. your 
Jeez, you want to move your mic a little closer? Uh, I don't think you hit your head hard enough. <laughs> no, I don't think I hit my glasses hard enough. I gotta make sure I didn't break these. Seriously, We're good. it was a tap. <laughs> hey, you never know. Okay. All right. Next up is uh, pops that I absolutely know jack shit about, and that is Dragon Ball. So first, we got Super Saiyan God Goku. Yes, and this one was super cool. He's a he's in a, like an action pose. So behind him, it looks like flame, or maybe it's like the aura behind him, the red aura. But it looks like flame, and he's kind of just charging forward. It looks super freaking cool uh, for a Dragon Ball Z pop. Not one I'm gonna get, but do you even do... have any Dragon Ball pops? I do not. Wow. Shocker. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Dragon Ball, but not enough to collect the figures, because there's a shit ton of them. True. That's a very good point. Um, But I do appreciate this figure. It looks super cool. It is. It's very cool. Yeah, it kind of gives me the uh, the vibes of Captain America with Mjolnir. Uh, the common for that one. I oh, actually yeah. have that one. That is true, he does. Yeah, so his is more like lightning like a, the stand below him is more lightning than it is flame. So my guess, because he doesn't have anything holding his feet up, my guess is he has like the stand is the flame and the flame is holding him up. Okay. Makes sense. So really cool figure. It is. But not one I'm going to get, obviously. <laughs> was that the only Dragon Ball Z pop? Yeah, that was it. Oh, okay. I think that was everything. Uh, we did not cover the uh, Pokemon ones. I don't know. Which, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, Vulpix and Mewtwo Flocked. Yeah, so just like the common version of those, just Flocked. Yeah. Mewtwo actually kind of looks cool Flocked. I think Vulpix works better Flocked. Because, mm, I mean, if you're fair. going off the Detective Pikachu, he was more, or Mewtwo is a little bit more scaly? Or not really scaly, more like a... Like a lizard. Yeah, but I don't think they're going off of Detective Pikachu. I know, but I don't. I never imagined him with fur. I've always imagined him with, like, salamander skin. Alright, fair. <laughs> fair. That is fair. Um. Alright, so that concludes uh, Pops. Next up for Blu-rays, uh, we got a new title coming out this week. One that was... Uh, released straight to um, VOD a couple months ago, and that is Trolls World Tour. And uh, I think from Universal, from what I've heard, it actually did really good. Uh, it did, I, th- I think it did, like, um, as good as the first one? I think, at least, from what I think I've heard. Um, but yeah, so this will be getting just a regular 4K and Blu-ray release, as well as a Best Buy exclusive 4K book. Nice, so... Yeah, the the box is super cool. Yeah, the steel. I'm kind of tempted to buy the original on Steelbook now and get the sequel on Steelbook as well. So if I do, there goes fifty bucks. But <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, it, it's a it's a good box. I they they could have very easily overdone it, but I think they just they did everything just perfect amounts. They absolutely did. They could have thrown the whole Trolls thing straight into your face. But, yeah, yeah, they chose not to, and it was a very excellent 
design choice. It was. And I've heard it's a good sequel. So, yeah. All right. So, with Adventures in Hunting concluded, what do you say we jump into uh, this week's main event? I say let's do it. All right. Time for the main event. It's main event time. Let's play game. Alright bros, before we jump into our main event of the evening, we got a couple answers from you guys. Uh, we asked... Uh, the, the, the. We asked a question on both Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and the question was, who is your favorite member of the Mystery Gang and why? And we got two responses, one from Facebook and one from Instagram. From Facebook, uh, from our good friend Vic uh, over at the Crash and Taz's Movie Seller podcast, he said, definitely shaggy. It wasn't until my adult years that I realized the man smokes the devil's lettuce. LOL. Yeah. Uh, I feel that's how everyone felt when they found out that uh, Shaggy is a stoner. Um, I just you saying that reminds me of that scene in the first live-action Scooby-Doo movie when uh, it's Scooby and Shaggy in the uh, Mystery Machine, and you just see the smoke coming up from the top of it, and the way that Shaggy's talking about eggplant burgers and all of that shit. You could totally tell he was high, and it was hilarious. Uh, so great answer, Vic. Thank you. Uh, and then from Instagram, from our good friend Bethany, over at Untrained Eye Podcast, uh, her and Caleb kind of had a, a mini conversation going on, and so referring to the movie scoop, she said, of course, uh, they haven't seen it, of course we don't, and Redbox seems like a COVID breeding ground, so we'll probably see it in like five to ten years. Uh, and then Caleb said, don't want to spoil Monday's episode, but that's probably fine. Ha 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 ha. Um... Yeah, I can't really argue with him on that. <laughs> um, and then uh, she said, Oh man, I really want to watch this movie, but too cheap to buy it on Amazon. That's completely understandable, Bethany, considering it is $20 to rent, I think, and then 25 bucks to buy. Um, but since it is coming out on a, the uh, Blu-ray release date has been announced, and I think the digital as well, hopefully that will go down in price. Um, and then Caleb says, I don't know if you have HBO Max or not, but it is available to watch it on that. So, yeah, so Bethany, if you um, if you haven't uh, signed up for HBO Max yet or not, um, they do offer a seven-day free trial. So you could actually watch it on there for free. You won't have to pay 20 bucks. There we go. Um, so, I mean, I recommend doing that. Um, I don't know. I Yeah, I'm going to shut up. But. Before I say too much, uh, let's get on to our main event of the evening, which uh, will be our All Bros, bra- All Bros Breakdown of Scoob uh, 2020. I don't know why I have to add that, but apparently I have to. And uh, thank you to Vic and Bethany for answering our question. Excellent answers all around, so thank you very much. And uh, without further ado, let's get into this breakdown of Scoob. Um, so, if you guys are new to our breakdowns, we spoil the whole damn movie, so if you don't want to find out if uh, who from Mystery Inc. dies in this movie, best to turn away now, because we're going to spoil the whole damn thing. Hell yes. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, just listen to this. <laughs> 
Hey. You don't need I, to. You don't. <laughs> okay. This are you going to argue with me about I, this? I am actually a little bit. If you are a Scooby-Doo fan, I'd say give it a chance. I'm a, I'm a decent Scooby-Doo fan, and no. Okay. Now that it's on um, HBO, uh, was it HBO? HBO Max. Okay. And since you can get a seven-day free trial, yeah, I'm saying, you know, go ahead and watch it. Okay, yeah, but, it's worth that, but don't put money towards it. Yeah, exactly. If it was still going for the whole, oh, you can only rent it for 20 bucks, yeah, I would say no. You know, the only reason I turned this on was because I needed to watch something family-friendly because my daughter was awake, right? That's the only reason I turned it on. I'm like, well, wow. no risk. It was either that or Doom Patrol, and... Someone, I'm not going to say who, Brielle, wouldn't <laughs> let me turn on Doom Patrol. I mean, can you blame her? It's not Forget exactly <laughs> kid-friendly. No, so it was either that or Scoob, and I chose Scoob. I have I some thoughts. I better judgment. I don't know. Like, I feel Caleb and I are, for the most part, we're on the same page, but I'm a little different on one thing than him. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely see. Because yeah. I, like our all of our reviews, we I try to be as unbiased as I possibly can. So I can I can give good scores to movies that I don't like. This, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, if you're new to our breakdown system, um, we have split the movie into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to a final All Bros score, which is a letter grade. Um, we talk about the percentage as well, um, but that's not as important to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, the eight different categories that we grade are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then at the end we give it our own personal grade. Um, so with that, we are going to have reading with Rose. Ba-da. I need to come up with like a little tune or something for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So a lonely Norval Shaggy Rogers befriends and adopts a talking stray dog whom he names Scooby Dooby Doo. On Halloween, Shaggy and Scooby meet Fred Jones, Daphne Blake, and Velma Dinkley before venturing into a haunted house. After the kids encounter a ghost whom they capture and unmask as costume thief Mr. Rigby, they become inspired to solve mysteries together as Mystery Inc. Was he a costume thief? It looked like he stole, like, electronics. No, he was a costume thief. He was? Cause, yeah, cause oh, they actually costumed? Did, yeah, costumed. Okay, I thought yeah. you said costume Because, yeah, Fred thief. did take off, the ma- take off a mask at the end. No, I thought you were saying that he steals costumes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah. Kind of th- <laughs> I I don't know. I'm just that's Sco- what I was thinking. I'm like, wait, did he steal? No, he stole electronics. Did Scooby? Can you can you imagine if Scooby Doo actually did a monster that did that? They stole costumes. Yeah, did that'd they? Be so stupid. I mean, wait. they might have because honestly, when um they were uh really kind of stretching out Scooby Doo in like the 80s, the um what was it when it was just uh. For a certain time, it was just like Scrappy, Scooby, and Shaggy, um, and I think I read somewhere that you'd uh, they'd go to uh, like the board of directors and be like, "Hey, how about this idea where uh, uh, the monster is um, or the ghost is a, a guy 
who loves um, ant farms, and he dresses up as like as an, ad- an advark to save ant farms or something like that. And then the guy's just like, go back to season four. We already did it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, honestly, you could tell, like, they had literally come up with every single ghost that they could. Freaking bet. Yeah. Like, I could come up with a billion more. Actually, we should test that. How many Scooby-Doo ghosts can we come up with? Yeah, we should test a, a ghost and see if we can find, like, we need to find some database of every single ghost that Scooby-Doo has encountered, or the Mystery Gang has encountered, and try to come up with an original ghost and see if we can find one similar to that ghost. Okay, that we come I up like with. this idea. Possible bonus video in our future. There we go. Uh, all right. Ten years later, Mystery Inc. goes into business with entrepreneur Simon Cowell as their investor, but Shaggy and Scooby are excluded as Cowell refuses to do business with them, claiming friendship is useless. Honestly, I felt this was a stupid reason for Shaggy and Scooby to break off from the gang, and it was so dumb. And they, it's not like, it's not like. The other three were, like, agreeing with him. Yeah, exactly. They didn't they, say anything. Yeah, they were just like, but wait, but wait. And then Scooby's just like, we know when we're not wanted. Yeah. And then ran off. And then they decided to sit and talk to a investor in a business. You put a lot of emphasis on that. Yeah, it's freaking stupid that <laughs> Sco- or that Shaggy got hit freaking butt hurt over something an investor in a business said. You know what they could do? He could just invest in those three, and then they could hire, quote unquote, hire him on as a consultant. So he's still working with them. That's true. And also, um, did you laugh at the um, nope Starsborn joke? <laughs> I'm glad I didn't even have nope, to. Nope, I didn't even. You didn't even have to finish it. Nope. nope. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> there were so very few things that I laughed at in this movie. You know, I'm just gonna say it right now. The best part of this movie is the first ten minutes. Do I disagree with that? <laughs> <laughs> Up until so everything from the beginning when Shaggy and Scooby first meet all the way to before they meet Simon Cowell, that to me is the best part of the movie. Because I thought it, I I did fair enough. I did find it interesting how they decided for Mystery Inc. to come together. Like okay, I, I I can I can accept this. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, see that's fair. Okay. All right. So, uh, blah 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 blah. Dret dret dret. <laughs> <laughs> Later that night, Shaggy and Scooby are attacked at a bowling alley by small robots called Rottens. I didn't even know they had a name. Holy shit, those robots were cute. Were they though? Well, when they, well, yeah, when they you... switched out of their, yeah, that's true. Okay, scary scorpion <laughs> form. Yeah, they're freaking adorable. Uh, though they are rescued by Dee Dee Skies and Dynamut and the Blue Falcon, they reveal that the Rottens belong to super criminal Dick Dastardly, who wants to capture Scooby as part of a plan involving the three skulls of Cer- Cerberus. Cerberus? Yes. Okay. Meanwhile, Fred, Daphne, and Velma discover that Shaggy and Scooby are with Blue Falcon through social media before Dastardly captures them. 
They later escape with the help of a vacuum-headed Rotten and make contact with Dee Dee via dynamite. Velma explains that she and the others are being taken to Messick Mountain, where the last skull is located. After they... Okay, is it me or do they f- does it feel like they just skipped a shit ton? Or did they? Nope. They didn't? <laughs> oh, shit. No, like, okay, the only thing that they I feel they skipped over is that, yeah, so Dick Dastardly captured uh, Fred, Fred, Velma, and, and Daphne. Daphne. Um, and then, like, threw him in a prison. But yeah. this was after he had ripped off the head of one of the Rottens and replaced it with a vacuum cleaner. Oh, yeah. And so, Vel- or not Velma, Daphne... Uh, notices that this little rotten is sneezing all the time and blowing smoke. So what she does is she takes its head and cleans the filter and then puts it back on. And then that little oh, yeah. guy in helps love with her. Yeah, and then that little guy helps uh helps them escape. That's what it was. Uh, make contact with Dee via dynamite. Velma explains that she and the others are being taken to Messick Mountain, where the last skull is located. After they discover Dastardly's, Dastardly's plan to open the gates to the underworld and a shrine to his dog, Muttley, Dastardly captures them again and explains he wants to rescue Muttley after he was trapped during an attempt to steal the underworld's riches. He needs Scooby-Doo in particular because he is the last descendant of Peritas, Alexander the Great's dog, and only he can unlock the gates. Blue Falcon, Scooby, Dee Dee, and Dynoma arrive at Messick Mountain and head underground until they reach a hidden Mesozoic island. They find the last skull being guarded by Captain Caveman. I'm sorry, this was such a stupid... Um, um, such an wh- unnecessary wh- sequence. Yes, thank you. Cameo, that's what I'm going to go. Yeah, cameo. I don't know anything about Captain Caveman or any of the other characters associated with him. And... Yeah, it was it was just so stupid. Um, following a short battle, Fred and Shaggy arrive, but Fred is revealed to be dastardly in disguise as he steals the last skull. His robots throw the real Fred, Daphne, and Velma out of his airship and destroys the Falcon Fury before capturing Scooby and taking him to Athens. Fred and Blue Falcon argue while Velma, Daphne, Dee Dee, and Dynamut try to break them up, but Shaggy stops their argument and takes the blame for Scooby's capture after letting his jealousy strain their friendship. After giving an inspiring speech, everyone works together to reconstruct the mystery machine. Arriving in Athens, Dastardly uses the three skulls to reveal the gate and attempts to use Scooby's paw to open it, only to be interrupted by Scooby's friends in a flying mystery machine. The Rottens shoot them down while Dastardly releases Cerberus, unaware that Dynamut landed them safely. As he, Dastardly, and the civilians flee from the rampaging Cerberus, Scooby runs to the crash site and reunites with Mystery Inc. Dastardly reunites with Muttley in the underworld and escape with some of the treasures. While everyone is distracting Cerberus, Velma discovers that in order to lock the gate, someone with a close connection to their dog must close it from the other side. With help from the Rottens, they get Cerberus through the gate while Shaggy sacrifices himself to lock it. The gang realizes that there is another exit, which Scooby unlocks, and Shaggy is reunited with them. The Rottens turn on Dastardly and Muttley, who are, arrest- who are arrested and taken into custody. 
Back home at Venice Beach, the gang unveil uh, their new Mystery Inc. headquarters and celebrate with Blue Falcon, Dynama, and Dee Dee, who in turn give the gang an upgraded Mystery Machine before Mystery Inc. Uh, okay, wait, sorry. I t totally ended that sentence where I shouldn't have. Okay, sorry. Headquarters and celebrate with Blue Falcon, Dynama, and Dee Dee, who in turn... Give the gang an upgraded Mystery Machine before Mystery Inc. get called away on another case. I swear I got a good grade in English. I swear. During the credits... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this podcast doesn't help that. <laughs> I know, it doesn't. It <laughs> doesn't help, or I should say, doesn't help prove that. Yeah. During the credits, the Mystery Gang's popularity rises, and they are seen consulting Dr. Benton Quest after leaving the Rottens in his care. Blue Falcon and Dynamut form the Falcon Force with new members Captain Caveman, Jabberjaw, Adamant, and Grape Ape while Muttley breaks dastardly out of prison. So I actually didn't know that there was that end credit scene, so I totally missed that. I'm going to have to go uh, back and watch that. I did too. <laughs> I got to see something with the Great Ape. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. Or, yeah, the Grape Ape, yeah. And then, oh yeah, Jabberjaw. Ape. I yeah. thought it was Miguel Gorilla. No. I don't know Adam Ant. I know Jabberjaw. I don't know Adam Ant though. I know Adam Ant a little bit. Kind of. But yeah, I don't remember seeing that part yeah. either. Um Well now we have an excuse to watch it again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wrong franchise. I know. This was rough. Yeah. This this is this is the introduction to the Hanna Barbera universe, and they try to throw too much into this. They do, honestly. I just wanted a Scooby Doo movie, and everything to me, everything uh, with the actual Mystery Inc. I really liked when they were together. Yes, for like. 10 minutes. Yeah. Um well that and I actually liked the scenes where it was just this was like mostly like uh during the bull, or like after the whole bowling alley incident with uh Scooby and Shaggy when uh Fred Velma and Daphne go to investigate. When it's like those three together, uh I love those parts too. But other than that, I really did not like anything with the Blue Falcon. The Blue Falcon was so stupid. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've never seen anything of the original Blue Falcon. I don't know if he actually is a cool character. But yeah, He not, could be. He, he had, could. like, all of Hanna-Barbera, like, Hanna-Barbera doesn't have a whole lot of characters that aren't cool or unique in their own way. That's a good point. So, uh, my bet is that they just because i don't know a lot about blue falcon either or dino mutt they did a disservice to those two they did they that's really. my that's my that's what i'm putting my money on yeah i i would as well yeah. um this this movie was trying to do too much it was it was very cluttered it was kind of like what's uh the first suicide squad was trying to do oh yeah <laughs> definitely what they were trying to do and unfortunately, it didn't work. It didn't. And it pains me to say that. It pains me to say that about any Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. If you can even call this a Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah, you really This can. is a 
really hard thing to consider Scooby-Doo. Yeah, it really is. Like, you could seriously come up with a billion different names. HBUI. Hanna-Barbera Universe Introduction. Yeah, pretty much. There we go. That is basically what they did. They tried to throw in Captain Caveman. They tried to throw in freaking Adam Ant, Dick Dastardly. I mean, Grape Ape. The Grape Ape. <laughs> Dynam. No, wait, you said Dynamite already, right? Yeah. What's uh, Dick Dastardly's dog? Uh, Muttley. Muttley, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was a combination of whatever show Blue Falcon was in, Wacky Races, Scooby-Doo, and whatever Captain Caveman was in. I don't remember. I, I don't know what that was in. It was cluttered. It was a lot. And you don't even get to see the the mystery incorporated together. No. Until, no. like, you get to see them as kids. You basically get to see... Ten minutes of a pup named Scooby Doo. <laughs> you get so true. <laughs> you get three minutes of Scooby Doo. Where are you? Yeah, yeah. You get three minutes of that. Oh, wait, no, ruined more... by Sam and Cowell. So you get a third of American Idol. I feel it's more so. What's new, Scooby Doo? The the way fair. that they're dressed. Okay, fair. Yeah, you get that. Then you get. However long the rest of the movie is of Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, honestly, uh, with the whole introduction to Captain Caveman, when they were in that, like, what would you call that? Thunderdome? Yeah, Thunderdome. <laughs> I was half expecting the Flintstones and Yogi Bear and Boo Boo to come up. I know. <laughs> I was just waiting. I'm just like, don't do it. <laughs> don't you do I it. I mean, honestly... The way the film was going, I honestly wouldn't have been against it. And if anything, it might have actually made me like it more. Just because I love the Flintstones and Yogi Bear. Yeah. And hell, why not? Let's just throw the Jetsons in there, too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hell, they had flying spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> Are we missing any major Hanna-Barbera franchises after those three? Not that I'm th- thinking of. Okay. Like, what? They Seriously, they, honestly, they could have done that. And I know the exact way that they could have. <laughs> they could have had Dick Dastardsley's ship be in space. So maybe that's why they can't track it as well. And then they could have just shown like a little thing, like a an outside view of Dick Dastardsley's ship and then a little of the Jetsons. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's, that would actually be a really cool tease. <sighs> But unfortunately, we got what we got. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I... Like we said, as a Scooby-Doo movie, this freaking blows. Yeah. As a movie itself, it's still not great, but it is better than I would grade it for a... Scooby-Doo movie. That's fair. It is still watchable. Like, honestly, I could see myself rewatching this again, whereas other movies that we've broken down, I'd never want to watch ever, ever again. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one. Uh, Fifty Shades? Yeah, looking at you, Fifty Shades. Charlie's Angels? Yeah. Yeah, I should that, well, that one should have been the first one that came to my mind. <laughs> Doolittle? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, we're looking at all of you. Yeah. At least I can still find some enjoyment in Scoob. Barely. 
Um, and those there ain't jack shit. Yeah. So I am fairly low. I'm. I'm. Can I guess your score? Okay. Sixty-five. Ooh, damn! You're actually really close. Real? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was actually like sixty-four. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, it's like we said. It's cluttered. It has too much going on. Too much that they're trying to do, mm-hmm. and stuff that is just completely unnecessary. Like, there's the big old fight with Captain Kate. Why not just turn that into a fight between Blue Falcon and Dick Dastardly? That would have been so much better. That would have been ridiculously better. You try to throw in... This was... Like you said, this was the Hanna-Barbera universe introduction. I don't know if it really will go anywhere after this. No, I highly doubt it. Because Warner Brothers hasn't um, announced um, how Scoob did on... um, digital mm. my it does have a blu-ray release date though okay so i'm i'm willing to bet that this movie has done well i feel and the reason it's done well is because i feel parents are getting tricked into renting this for their children yeah under the impression I mean, that this is a scooby-doo movie which ultimately it is yeah as a scooby-doo movie i'm in I'm probably like 56, 57 okay. range. If we were grading this as a Scooby-Doo movie. Okay. We're not. We're yeah. grading this as a movie. Yes. And it jumped around a lot. Yes, it did. It dragged it other places. Oh, yes, it did. When they were on the island. Oh, my gosh. Uh... <sighs> yeah, and... Can I just say, Cerberus is a shit guard dog. Yeah. So, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> um, Dastardly uses Scooby-Doo to open the gates to the underworld. Opens up... So, the first thing that freaking comes out of these doors is Cerberus, a three-headed dog. And he makes direct eye contact with Scooby-Doo and Dick Dastardly. They flip out. The rest of the people in the area flip out. They run away. And Dick Dastardly is somehow able to run behind Cerberus. Yeah. I Bullshit. <laughs> Cerberus, you are a shit guard dog. And I'm not using the excuse that it's a kid's movie because... Yeah, still bullshit. Yeah, you couldn't run around a little bit more. Yeah, right. <laughs> Freaking stupid. Um, so yeah, I'm at sixty four with this. I'm. I can give you that. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue that at all. <laughs> it's hard to. It is. It really is. I mean, considering if you're looking at the Rotten Tomato score too. What's the Rotten Tomatoes at? Um, I think it's in the 50s. We're being really generous here. We honestly are. Let's, uh, let me really quickly, sorry. Uh, oh shit, it's even lower. Oh, it's at exactly 50%. Audience score? 59. I am not going to argue with that. I'm not either. Maybe we are being too nice. Nah. 
we'll we'll leave it be. <laughs> it flowed well enough. It it wasn't completely unwatchable. It wasn't something that I was like ready to doze off watching. Like it kept me inter- entertained enough to allow me to continue watching it. Yeah, I mean I feel I don't know. Like I never got bored bored like I never got to the point where I'm like, you know, and I'm going to look at my phone instead of watching this. Like it kept my attention. Yeah. So it does keep your attention, but there I feel like there were scenes especially that freaking island scene yeah. where it's just like move on. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. We get it. You're stuck. Figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, even in those, there weren't very many of those parts. Um, I mean, in the story, ultimately, it made sense. It, yeah, it did. Um, they, I mean, they did a really good job at following the own the rules that they set in place. Do I think it's absolute bullshit that Scooby-Doo is the one dog in the world to be able to open up the gates to the underworld? Absolutely. Yeah, where's the love for Marmaduke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But or underdog. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but I get it. You, yeah. you set that rule up. It's, it, is it a plot convenience? Definitely. But does it work with the story? Yeah. Yes. Um, so, doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah, it doesn't mean we have to like <laughs> it. Yeah, so there were, they did really good at following the rules they did. of the world. Um, ooh, actually, I just thought of something that d- actually lowers the score for me. Okay. Let's I'm actually, it. like, down to 60. Okay, let's hear it. What's the reason? Because I'll probably so, agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the end... When they close the gates to the underworld. Yeah. Um, when Shaggy gets... When Shaggy basically has to sacrifice himself in the underworld. Uh-huh. They... The bullshit thing that I <laughs> calling is the way that the second Velma brings up the fact that, oh... W- why wouldn't Alexander the Great make another way for his friend to escape? And then suddenly, convenient Oop. statue. <laughs> yep. And Shaggy just pushed out. Like, honestly, stupid. <laughs> honestly, I know it's a kids movie, but and I'll, um, I'm gonna bring this up uh, again with like the whole Shaggy Scooby situation in this scene for the writing. Um. But I feel, I know it's a kid's movie, but if they were to actually have Shaggy sacrifice himself, and that's it, that's it for Shaggy, I feel that actually honestly would have worked. But there's, I hate that there's no, there's no risk. There's, it is a kid's movie, but honestly, I feel for the character, it makes absolute sense. I... I completely understand the whole you have to close it on the opposite side. Yeah. But there is a way you need. Okay. 
you don't need the two of you to open it. Like, so this, like, based on the rules, you don't need, you need one or the other. You need either Alexander the Great or Paredes to open up the gates to the underworld. Mm -hmm. One or the other. Yeah. I understand you need both of them to close it. Yes. Why does one of you have to get stuck? I understand the mystery. Like, I understand Velma can maybe confusing it that, yes, like one of them has to be on the opposite side. But why couldn't it just be that they thought that Shaggy was going to get stuck on the other side? They touch hands or the platform, whatever the thing is that closes the gate. They, They touch the lock. And then everything around them disappears, and then it's even the lock. So, and then they, like, end up touching hands. So it's like the lock disappears, and then their hands kind of come together. That would have been really cool, actually. It would have been a hell of a lot better than just some random, hey, portal. Yeah, and it would have made a lot more sense instead of... And then Velma could be like, oops, (laughs) maybe... Looks like I was wrong. Yeah, it's just like, oh, it just seems you need them both to close the gate. Yeah, but Velma's never wrong. <sighs> Has Velma actually ever been wrong in the show? I don't know. I'm going to have to do some research after this. I got to know now. Yeah. But that would have been much better. Where it's, you could have j- even just j- freaking pounded the thought in that Shaggy was sacrificing himself without ever actually doing like with yeah. even having a moment like that you just drive the emotional impact it still home. shows that he was willing to go all the way yeah and then it ends up hey that's not the case and yeah. you don't have to have some stupid convenient ass gate for them to escape from oh so dumb yeah, super freaking dumb. Uh, so, so I'm I'm down. <laughs> I'm I'm moving down to like sixty. I can agree with you. Okay. All right. Next up, we got writing. Would you say it was stronger than the story? Barely. Barely. So what I wanted to bring up with uh, the writing, and I and we talked about this earlier. Uh, throughout everything that has been done with Scooby-Doo, from the movies to all the incarnations of the show, it is very evident that the relationship and friendship between Scooby-Doo and Shaggy is very strong. It's, it's something else. Like, it's amazing how, like, they take man's best friend to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, like, one of the first times I've ever seen in the Scooby-Doo franchise, when they do the whole, um... Uh, portal shit thingy with like Shaggy <laughs> sacrificing himself. I don't know what the hell to call it. It just doesn't feel earned, and I feel it is part of the writing because they don't really set up. I mean, they do set up the bond between Scooby and Shaggy in the beginning when they're kids. Like that moment when Shag uh, Shaggy gives Scooby his collar. That's a very sweet moment. Yeah. Like, that is a- very sweet moment. Like, you know, like, Subi's like, I promise I'll never take it off. It's a very sweet moment. But they don't build on that, really, when they're older. So, 
you're kind of just left to it to where okay, it's left stagnant. Yeah, like literally. Oh, they um they grew a bond as uh, kids, or as a kid and a puppy, and that's literally all that you need to know. It doesn't. It doesn't. Gr- uh, we don't need to show that it grows even more over time. We just want you to just assume that. And I feel that is it's cheap. Yeah, and it affects the to me that affects the writing score. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, something I like the one thing that I really did not care for. Simon Cowell is not a voice actor. He's not. He not. Br- he is not good. Not, he's not. I love Simon Cowell. Like. I, I love the guy, but no, I'm sorry. I did not like him in this movie. And it's not just because he made Mystery Inc. break up. Yeah. Um, something else I feel like we need to include, because this isn't an acting issue, is Velma. She was voiced by Gina Rodriguez, and for one, I shit you not, <laughs> one line... She is somehow freaking Latina. Yeah. <laughs> she is observing ob- observing the the uh the rotten structure or the build of one of the rottens that they mm-hmm. capture and she's looking and being looking through it and thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is like super advanced." She's kind of geeking out a little bit. Yeah. But one of the things that she freaking says is she looks at it. And she's like, oh, my gosh, this the, like the design in this is it's an incredible. And then that's it. I shit you not. She does not speak Spanish even a little bit. There's not even a little word there. That is the only freaking thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bad writers. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I absolutely agree. If you're going to say, if you're going to change a character's uh, nationality, right? Nationality. Yeah. Ethnicity. Ethnicity. Thank you. If you're going to do that and showcase or like say that, oh yeah, we decided to make Velma come from Latin descent, Latino descent, make it more evident than her just saying one damn word. Yeah. I mean, like I'm all for that. That's fantastic. I, I like that change. I can get behind that. But showcase it more. <laughs> I'm all for that shit. Yeah, just uh. <laughs> just just be better. <laughs> oh, that that's like my biggest freaking issue with with Velma. That that is no, my... that's completely fair. Other than that, she's classic Velma. Yeah, she is. And she's still nerdy. She's still like everything that she you need Velma to be. But if you're gonna like, I hate to say this, give her a little bit of an accent. I would have been yeah. I Don't been okay with she that. sounded very American? Oh, absolutely. And I'm not saying that there aren't freaking Latina Americans. But I know absolutely zero Latina Americans that throw in random ass Spanish words. Yeah. 
Hell, I'm freaking Latin American. That's, I have, that's I don't. True, Caleb is. I can't speak Spanish worth shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if he does this, but Victor from Crash and Taz's movie seller, uh, he knows Spanish, and I am fairly certain that he doesn't throw random ass Spanish words into his everyday talk. That's freaking Spanglish. Shit, and I'm fairly certain he doesn't do that. <laughs> if you want to make that'd be Velma, funny if he called you out and said, "Yes, I do," that'd be freaking hilarious. You know what? If he does, because he didn't know Spanish before. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> he did. So he <laughs> he didn't know Spanish before. Oh shit. Okay. I don't think he did. I. Oh okay. If he did, I think it was very little Spanish. Okay. But if he does, I'm sorry, Victor, but you're a bit of an asshole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but if you do that, not cool. <laughs> kind of a douchey, Damn, calling douchey your cousin thing. out like that. It's it's douchey. <laughs> <laughs> it it's kind of like done you dirty, Vic. No, it's it's the same vibe that I get. Do you watch Food Network? Or have you seen Food Network? Yeah. Okay, do you know Jada? No. Or whatever I mostly only is? watched it as a kid. Okay, there's this girl, Jada, who I think has some Italian in her. Okay. But when she cooks, she uses like a heavy, 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 heavy Italian accent when she talks about any ingredient that is Italian. Oh. So she so normal people would say, okay, throw in a little mozzarella. She's no mozzarella. I don't <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> like she puts her heart and soul into it and it's freaking irritating. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like it's like she's in the freaking motherland and she's not. So she's like Parmigiano. Yeah. Yeah. No joke. <laughs> So like she doesn't even say spaghetti right. How did she say spaghetti? I have no freaking clue. I'm gonna have to pull up a video. You got to. I gotta see this. She's yeah annoying. I look forward to seeing this. My point is, <laughs> if you're gonna make Velma Hispanic, make her exclaim things in Spanish more. Go all the way. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even have to be she says things in Spanish. Like, like shock her with some, like, some form of electricity and make her exclaim things in Spanish. Make her, I don't know, just say more things in Spanish more, more than incredible. It's... So, writers, I'm slapping you on the wrist. Do better. <laughs> Do Please. Be better. Yes. That was a long ass tangent. Um, other than that, Fred, I did not like it, the writing for Fred. I actually liked it. I don't know. I liked what they did with Fred in this version. His he, whole uh, love for the mystery machine. Okay, I I can get behind that. I can't get behind him being an imbecile. Like I don't. I don't know. Fred's always been competent. That's fair. what was that? Oh, uh, the zombie island. 
Yes. Is that the movie that you made me watch? Yeah. To me, the greatest Scooby-Doo movie ever made. Fair. It's... I haven't... I can't remember enough Scooby-Doo movies for me to agree with that. But it's it's up there. It's definitely yeah, up better there. Than the it's better than the live action, for sure. But it... At least I actually can, I don't know, at least those are actually Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah, but Fred always felt competent. Like, he always felt like he could... Well, actually, there is, there has been some, um, I think it was it was in a couple of movies, or maybe just one, and a couple episodes of like uh, certain shows, where you can actually see how Fred kind of doubts himself to, to where he, he, he doesn't think he actually is a good leader. For the mystery, for Mystery Inc., he doesn't think. Okay, that but he's he up didn't feel task. like a leader in this either. I will give you that. He does not. Feel, he does not feel like the leader of the mystery. No, mystery he Inc. feels like how it felt in this that he was the equivalent to Shaggy, minus the being afraid of everything. So if you were to like make Shaggy not afraid of everything, that's how Fred felt. In this. That's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But like Fred, he's not, he's kind of like the fearless leader. Maybe he says some things that are a little derpy or he doesn't quite understand Velma's science talk, but he always feels competent that that you could leave him alone and he'd be fine. Okay. Good point. And with this, he didn't even a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay, I all right. So that was a change with Fred from. that I did not care for. Okay, I get where you're coming from at that point. Yeah, um, Daphne was. She was great. Yeah, she was the best one of the mystery hink she was the most true yeah she yeah she was very truthful to her original character yeah so i really like that velma uh she was very true to her character as well like we said or ranted on (laughs) uh (laughs) the only thing we didn't like about her writing was that random spanglish word all the way with her latin descent yeah just freaking Pick a wave and ride it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else about her character, she was very intuitive. She was very s- observant. There wasn't anything about her that felt too far from the original. Very true. So I, I really appreciated that. I think the one that just dives too far from the original is Fred. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, my only issues with Scooby were was that he talked a little too much. Yeah, that, yeah. And it was not too much. His sentences were too long. That is true. I'm used to Scooby Doo talking in shorter little bursts of. Yeah, I mean Frank Walker. Things. Of course, did an amazing job. Yeah, which we'll get to in, yeah, with in acting. acting but Sorry. Uh, as for the writing of his, it the sentences were too long. Yeah, the writing for Shaggy, honestly, like, 
what I have wrong with Shaggy is in the acting. Yeah. So. But Shaggy, the character was not bad. It's like it. It felt true to Shaggy. Yeah. I feel like he was actually kind of going back to Scooby. I felt he was a little too brave. Scooby was. Yeah. Like how so? Like so when he was like when he was ready to basically go with the blue falcon and get the uh the third head of cerberus like he was he seemed very eager to go on that mission he did and shaggy true to character like i feel shaggy should have been the one to push scooby into it yeah that's true and been like oh my god this is a great opportunity and then he's like oh and then goes and does it. Okay, but And then point. he goes off. That's a good point. But then you wouldn't have had... <sighs> I don't Honestly, know. That's... Like whole bre- like, and this is going with the whole Scooby and Shaggy writing thing. Their whole breakup just kind of like seems like out of place. It does. I'm just like, like, do you really need this? Like, Yeah, like, it's kind of like Shaggy, you're backing out of the the mission now yeah like well, when no, it wasn't it more so because scooby was the chosen one he felt like left out or some shit like that i don't know why yeah I'm, you think he'd be supporting his best pal that yeah sounds that like... would have shown more i feel it would have shown more growth like if they were just inseparable yeah like that's that to me that's something the character of shaggy would do not freaking mope around because scooby's getting the attention and not him yeah like i don't know it it would have been a more emotional impact with the final scene where that he's sacrificing himself if it showed that scooby and shaggy are just an inseparable duo yeah like yeah scooby's getting a uh a super suit or whatever. Scooby has to, is like the chosen one, but Shaggy is always would be always by his side, mm-hmm. always doing what he, whatever Scooby needed help with. Yeah, and vice versa for Scooby. Scooby would be doing the same thing for Shaggy. So the breakup felt out of place and ruined. I feel ruined the sacrifice. Yeah, absolutely did. Yeah, absolutely. So. Where are you at with writing? Um, so you know how like we went from sixty five to sixty <laughs> on story for writing. I'm gonna go sixty five. Were you at seventy? No, I was actually always <laughs> at sixty five. <laughs> I ain't going that high. I actually talked myself down to like sixty three. So you want to meet in the middle at sixty four? Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> We are being so nice to this movie so far. Hey, I think we're being fair. We honestly are. All right. Next up, we got acting. Okay. So do we? So we definitely need to do Shaggy and Scooby. Yep. Uh, Should we do Blue Falcon? I mean, we kind of have to. About Dino Mutt. Dino Mutt. What about the rest of the Mystery Inc.? Yeah. Shit. They were in it enough. Yeah. Okay, what about Dick Dastardly? Shit. We got a lot. (laughs) Yeah, we got a a really decent amount. Okay. Let's get to it. So let's start off with the person we felt had the least amount, which 
my money's on Blue Falcon. Yeah. Um, or I, maybe Dino Mutt. Yeah, I think it was Dino Mutt. Okay, so Dino Mutt, voiced by Ken Jeong. I I know I don't like him being serious. I don't know, like I don't know anything about the Blue Falcon franchise, whatever the hell you want to call it. So I don't know, like how I'm assuming this is how Dino Mutt is. Like he's very yeah, serious. This is our like our only introduction to. Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just felt weird hearing Ken Jong's voice coming out of him just because he's so serious. Yeah. I mean, Ken Jong did a, do yeah, a really he, good job. He did. It's nothing against. It's just, it's odd. Yeah. As a an outside knowing that that's Ken Jong. Yeah. Because I'm used to him talking like, uh, what's his name? From Hangover. Oh, uh, Chang. Yeah, Chang. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm used to. Or him talking community where he's just freaking hilarious. I'm actually more so using, um, you've seen the Duff, right? Yes. Yeah, him. Like, he, uh, like, the Duff didn't have, like, a cool name. It was, like, uh, dipshit. Or, (laughs) (laughs) he'd be called, um, what was it? Uh, when, like, people call him, like, Asian Urkel or something like that. Yeah, that's for. Like, I feel like you wasted some great comedic talent. You really did. Absolutely. So. But I don't know how to grade that because it's more so. It's it, not. It's, it's, it's more it's, of a writing issue. Yeah, it's Definitely not Definitely more him. of a writing issue. Because he did the best at, at the best he could at being serious. He did. He, yeah, he definitely did good. There were some lines that felt dry. That's fair. That's fair. So I think he did good enough. I'm like sitting at an eighty for him. I think he'd be eighty. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fair. All right. Next up, we got Blue Falcon, voiced by Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg also isn't a very good voice actor. <laughs> He's really not. Um, Mark Wahlberg plays Mark Wahlberg. He, he doesn't do a voice. <laughs> I mean, I'll fully admit, like, the whole, like, oh, where, where are my balloons? That that was kind of funny. Yeah. Barely. Dude, Keith was funnier than freaking <laughs> Blue Falcon. <laughs> That's true. Keith was. When he's just like, great timing, Keith. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, I love Mark Wahlberg. I think he's a really good actor, but I, I don't know, like. Ugh. Okay, I don't. Okay. We, that's somewhere we differ. I don't think Mark Wahlberg's a good actor. Have you? I'm trying to think of like his best performance. Have you ever seen Lone Survivor? Yes. Really? You didn't like him in that? I didn't. Not okay. I like the movies that he's in. He's good enough. Okay. He's not a good actor though. He plays himself. Okay, that's fair. Like, can you name a movie where he doesn't? Where you can't just copy and paste no i can't yeah that's the issue (laughs) (laughs) but does he get cast in roles where that works definitely yeah lone survivor perfect example everything else i mean you can't argue with it like he he does a good job playing mark Wahlberg, (laughs) and that's kind of what happened here (laughs) 
I feel and it's especially is... evident in the Ted movies. Yeah. Like, you might as well just put Mark Wahlberg as himself. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. His name's Blue Falcon. Sorry, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't great. He was not. And I actually, I think Mark Wahlberg said this is his first uh, voice acting job. I don't know if he should continue. No offense. Uh, ooh. Is, I, I, ugh, my instinct is to go go easy on him because of this is his first role, but I can't. And good, I f- I want to say it is. Uh, he is probably the lowest. Oh, abs- yeah, he's the same for me. Absolutely. I'm sitting in like the sixties for him. I can give you that honestly. Where are you at? I'm at like a 65. 65? Yeah. I think that's plenty fair. Okay. I can definitely give you a 65 for him. Uh, should we do Dick Dastardly next? Yeah. Okay. So, voiced by Jason Isaacs. He was one of the highlights of this movie. Perfection. Yeah. Absolute perfection. Yeah, he was that whole um uh scene with him and Scooby when they're in like the um uh what is it hall of mirrors or some shit and uh scooby keeps saying rick instead of dick that was i feel like that was the movie just trying to see how many times they could say dick in a movie (laughs) yeah but it was i still thought it was funny yeah that was pretty funny um yeah he is easily the best performance in this movie I, i can't argue with you there this makes me want a dastardly and muttley movie you know, honestly, with whole HBO Max now, they might do like a mini like spinoff. Oh, that like, would be mini episode. I would watch the film. hell out of that. <laughs> he did so good. He did. He was fantastic. He does. Jason Isaacs Isaac can do no wrong. He what else is Jason Isaac in? He's in or he's a uh, Malfoy's dad in Harry Potter. Oh yeah, he is. In the Patriot, uh, he's one of the. Have you seen the Patriot? Uh, uh, wait, no, actually, I haven't. Yeah, it's a Mel Gibson movie. Uh, he also does the voice for General Zhao in Avatar: The Last Airbender. I haven't seen a lot of Avatar: The Last Airbender, so. I he's don't one of the early villains. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. Have you seen the episode where they're in the North Pole? No. You haven't? Hmm. Okay. Well, he does an amazing job with that, and he does, like, an American accent in that. How? Yeah, for the most part, it seems like he's pretty good with an American accent. Does a good job. Well, he didn't really have an American accent with Dick Dastardly. Okay, true. He was more keeping his true voice. Hey, he was in Cars too. Was he? Yeah, as... I don't remember either of these. Oh, he's probably the secret agent dude. No, that was Michael Caine. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't have surprised me. Uh, He played Siddeley and Leland Turbo. I have no idea who the hell those characters were. Nope. But I haven't seen Cars 2 literally since it came out. I I watched it once. (laughs) Yeah, I feel once was enough for me, yep. even though I bought it because I'm a completionist. 
<laughs> yeah, he is. There was like zero issues I had yeah, with his I, character. Yeah, zero issues with his performance. Was it perfect? Not no, quite, yeah. but it was damn close. It was for a Scooby Doo villain. I think he did a great job. Yeah, and he added a lot to the movie. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if they just wanted to introduce Dick Dastardly as the only villain, the only other Hanna Barbera character in this, I think it would have been perfect. Oh, absolutely! If they would have just yeah kept the focus on kept Scooby's... it simple, yeah. Just focus on Mystery Inc. And then in the next one, we'll see how this one does. And then in the next one, introduce Blue Falcon and Dynamut. Yeah. And throw in a Captain Caveman if you want there. there. I really could give two shits less yeah. about Captain Caveman. There was such little mystery in this movie. Yeah. And that that's what where it suffered. It was an action movie. That was honestly... To me, this could have been a Blue the... Falcon versus Dick Dastardly movie. It really could have. And honestly, I feel that's what people watch Scooby-Doo for, is the mystery. Yeah. I'm in the the 90s for him. I can him. absolutely agree with you. I'm at like, for me, like a 93. I can definitely give you a 93. Sweet. I was like, I was, I was like sitting at 93, leaning more towards a 94, but 93's perfect score for him awesome all right next up we got what's uh, a fred yeah let's go fred voiced by zach efron i actually <laughs> liked him i didn't so this is going to be interesting me and caleb are definitely gonna have to meet in the middle on this one yeah it, well <laughs> okay i'm great i'm grading his acting okay so it's not the fact that i didn't like him it's Fred, I feel, has a presence like in his voice, in the sh- like in the show. Yeah, he his is like the more deeper tone, very like, kind of a level headed character, level headed voice. Okay. And F- Zach Efron sounded very anxious, and his voice is young. Like, like it felt like Daphne and Velma had more of a presence with their voice than it Fred did. Honestly, the grown-up Fred kind of felt like the um, the Fred from the original A Pup Named Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that one. Can't we just say that all the kids, kid versions of the Mystery Gang, sounded exactly the same? Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't argue with you there. Yeah, I mean, Zac Efron did do a decent job with what he was given. There were very few lines. It was more when he was overly excited okay. that I feel his performance wasn't as good. Yeah, okay. And he was overly anxious a lot. That's true. So for me, I may be in the high seventies. Oh, okay. Where are you at? I I am also in the seventies. Uh, I'm at like seventy six. I can give you that. Okay. Yeah, I was more leaning towards seventy five, but seventy six, I can give you that for sure. Sweet. All right, next up we got... Velma? 
Yeah, let's go with Velma. And she was voiced by, who did you say? Gina Rodriguez. Yes. Who people would know from uh, Jane the Virgin. Never seen it. Okay, well, most people would know her from <laughs> Jane the Virgin. <laughs> Everyone except Rose. Yep. She was also in Annihilation. I still I haven't seen that either. It's a trippy movie. That's the one with uh, Oscar Isaac, right? Uh, Oscar Isaac and Natalie Portman. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what else she's from. Like other Gina Rodriguez things. Um, but she's she was pretty good. Yeah, for the most part, I liked her as Velma, except for like we touched upon the whole. Yeah, that was a writing issue. That was a writing issue. I assume. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I really liked her as Velma. I thought she did a really good job. She did. I felt she was a lot better than Fred. I can give you that. But sh- there were some issues I had. I think she was out of the rest of the mystery gang. She was definitely on the higher end. Okay. Like, sh- I would probably put her performance below Frank Welker's. Yeah. But, I mean, it's kind of hard to talk. But Frank Welker is top. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, so, with her... Ugh. I don't know, for me, just because she was a little higher than Fred, I'd give her a solid 80. An 80? Yeah. No, I can definitely give you an 80 with her. All right. All right. Uh, Daphne? Daphne. Voiced by Amanda Seyfried. Yes. Who Ooh. people would know from Mamma Mia. Yep. Uh, Ted 2. Yep. That's, Other movies. That's all we got. <laughs> I know she's in a uh, Nicholas Sparks movie. I forget which one, though. Yeah, I, I don't really have... <laughs> I really haven't seen any Nicholas Sparks movies, so... Yeah, there's one that comes to mind. I know it's, it actually has Zac Efron in it. I think. Whatever. Who cares? Well, now you uh, got me interested. <laughs> you ass. Yeah. So with her, she's a little bit below Velma for me. Wait. Ooh, ooh. She was in Mean Girls? What? Oh, yeah. She was the ditzy one. She was Karen? What? <laughs> what? That's her? Okay, well, oh, dear John. Yeah, that's it. And I, th- uh, okay, sorry, I gotta confirm this really quickly, that she was Karen. Where's Mean Girls? Where's Mean Girls? Mean Girls? Mean. Oh my gosh, she really was Karen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. I mean, yeah, she was really young there. So I, pff, shit, I didn't even know that. <laughs> Learned something new every day. Okay. <laughs> All right, back to the review. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, okay, this one's also tough, because I feel like she was, if she was worse than Velma, barely. Wait, uh, worse than Velma? Yeah. I thought she was a little tad better than Velma. Do you? Yeah, I liked her the most out of, um, if we're talking Fred, Daphne, and Velma, I thought she did the best. Hmm. Would you say that she's in line with Velma? 
Yeah, I I honestly like just give her like a point higher, like like an eighty one. Eighty one. I can give you an eighty one mm. for her. Okay. Um. There wasn't really anything special with her performance. Yeah, but honestly, for the most part, like I loved her as the voice of Daphne. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, she was definitely the better uh, casting choice. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next up we got... Trudy Shaggy? Yeah. Voiced by Will Forte? Yep. Should have gone with Matthew Lillard, Warner Brothers. Just saying. Yep, you made mistakes. He's trying barely. I don't. I don't know if I can really say he's trying. I. I hear barely like a little bit of Shaggy, but not as much as you're supposed to. I. I don't even know how to place like Shaggy's voice. I. I feel like his voice was too whiny. That's fair. Like That's a good way to describe it. Yeah, like Matthew Lillard. Whenever he. Whenever his Shaggy gets like excited, it's quick. Yeah, it's like when he says, "like zoinks," it's like zoinks, or something like that. With him, it's like zoinks, or like it's whiny. Yeah, like it goes on too long. Like it need Shaggy's like quick. Yeah, like talks more like a hippie. Like if anytime he said like, it felt forced. Yeah, it did. It it's weird. It's so weird because Matthew Lillard he throws in his the likes super well into Tuts. his speech. Yeah, like you you just have to talk like a hippie, and like he I feel like Will Forte throws it in randomly, mm, and it's yeah. not even like a consistent random. No, like it's if, not. Like I noticed anytime he said like. That's fair. Yeah, that's a good point. And it, you're not supposed to. <laughs> no, you're not. Not when it comes to Shaggy, no. With him, he is easily the worst performance. Yeah, I can't argue there. Yeah, so and where are it's you... honestly, Will Forte, it's not your fault. It's not. Honestly, I feel you're trying, but... Yeah. <sighs> It's not good. All, all, yeah, like, I'll admit, Shaggy is a hell of a hard voice to do. Yeah. And it's just, you, yeah, Shaggy's definitely a really difficult voice to do. But it's, this is nothing against Will Forte. But no. No, like, it's his, his voice is naturally a little whiny. Like, if you've seen him in That's others, true. like, if you think about how he was in uh, Good Boys. Yeah, that's true. Like, his natural speaking voice is a little whiny. Yeah. Matthew Lillard, his talking is sharper. Mm-hmm. It's more like... Like... With Will Forte, it's like... It's... Like... It just drags a little bit more than Matthew Lillard. And Matthew Lillard brings that the, his speaking voice into Shaggy, so Shaggy has a quick, dit, 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 yep, speech, even though he does talk like a freaking hippie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> a 
we know you had a dif- we had we know you had difficult shoes to fill, Mister Forte. Yep. Unfortunately, they were a little too big. <laughs> yeah. We're sorry. And that is nothing against you. I actually no. really like Will Forte. I, I think too. he's freaking hilarious. He's, he's a great actor. Um, but yeah, not the greatest choice to play Shaggy. Where are you at with him? Okay, so what did we get Fred again? We gave um, Fred a 76. But I think he's lower than that. I would all. I think he's lower than Dino Mutt. Or not Dino Mutt. I think he's lower than Blue Falcon. What did we get Blue Falcon? 65. I wouldn't give him that low. If we don't it's give him that th- low, I'm at 65. Okay, I'll give you 65. <laughs> I I would actually um I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, let's we're going with 65, but I would honestly give him like a 70. That's that's what I would give him. But yeah, let's go with 60. 70? Yeah, I actually would. He's yeah, that that that's just my opinion. Okay, make your argument. <laughs> my argument is I can still hear a little bit of Shaggy in there and I feel that Will Forte is really trying to give it the best that he can as Shaggy. You know who I hear when he talks? Who? Did you ever watch Stuart Little? Yes. Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) You know who I'm talking about? I do. (laughs) I forget the cat's name. I forgot. um... But it's Snowball's friend. (laughs) Oh, isn't it? Um, isn't it the one voice by Steve Zahn? Yep. Yeah. Um, Monty. <laughs> Monty. Yeah. That's yes. who I hear. <laughs> That's so fair. Yeah. <laughs> now I can't get that out of my head. Yeah. Oh, good luck God. watching Scooby Doo now, bitch. <laughs> well, it's also good luck watching Stuart Little now. Now I'm all yep. going to hear a shaggy. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, okay, so if you're at a 70, I'm at a 65. What, can we, let's meet in the middle. 67? At, yeah, 67. Okay. Deal. All right, and lastly, we got Scooby, voiced by Frank Welker. Honestly, the only problem that I had with his performance was Scooby said a little too much in sentences. Yes. Arden that, fantastic job once again as Scooby-Doo. Yeah, he does a really good job. Honestly, he's, I think we already talked about this, he's the highest. Or, okay, wait, Uh, maybe not as high as, um... Dick Dastardly? Yeah. What do we give Dick Dastardly? 93. Should we give Frank Welker a 90? I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah, I'm not 100% certain that the over-talking was his fault. I'm absolutely positive that's a writing issue. Yeah. So, but all the little short bursts of speech sounded fantastic. Exactly what we expect from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Obviously, it's freaking Frank Welker. True. Didn't he also do the original voice for Fred? Did he? Yeah, in the original show, I think. I want to say he did. Let's see, Frank Welker. Um, wow, he's 74. 
Yeah, I want to say he did the original voice of Fred. Huh. If my data wants to work, <laughs> piece of shit. Uh, yeah, he is best known for voicing Fred Jones in the Scooby-Doo franchise since its inception in 1969, and Scooby-Doo himself since 2002. Hmm. So, not bad. Yeah. All right, so if we average that out, that comes to a 79. Not bad. Yes. So for all eight of our main cast, that's not bad at all. Not bad. All right, next up we got character development, which I think we follow Scooby and Shaggy. Yeah, it's most, yeah, so does group. Like it's hard to do one or the other. Yeah, you kind of got to group those two together. Um Going off, I'm kind of relating this to writing because I feel the character development suffers to the with the fact that we're really uh, the growth for Scooby and Shaggy's relationship doesn't really grow that much. In it this doesn't. Movie. It is very stationary for all of it. Yeah, and then takes a freaking dive when Shaggy abandons Scooby, and then we ex- they expect us to believe that it's like on the up and up again. Like the only reason why um the whole uh, ending with Shaggy sacrificing himself meant so much to me or like I didn't cry, but it got me like, you know, like almost tearing up. Like I felt the emotion. It's only because I've seen other iterations of these characters and I know how close their bond is. Yeah. Um but this movie alone doesn't get, do a good job at setting no, that up. No, it does not. Like if I can see them taking that route if they didn't throw in the intro that they did. Cause yeah. With if they expected us to have seen all of the other Scooby Doo content, it makes sense. More, not a whole lot more, just enough. Yeah, that's true. More to kind of warrant that. Yeah. Those feels. But. They expected us to go from what we saw at the beginning, meeting to end, and they did not earn everything in the middle. No, they did not. Not at all. So, like we said, I feel like more, a better character, actually, it wouldn't even have been better had they been alone, or been together the entire time. Yeah. Like, it, their, the arc sucked. Really did, and honestly, it's not that hard to get uh, Scooby and Shaggy's relationship right. It's not that hard, but yeah. apparently, it was hard to show their growth in this movie. Yeah, honestly, I feel the <sighs> Scooby Doo Two did a better job, or no, not Scooby Doo Two, the first live action Scooby Doo movie. Did a better better job. Oh, absolutely. Because with that, you got to see them kind of separate. You got to see them like break apart and then come back together. And what was brought together was stronger, mm-hmm. I feel. This, it didn't feel that way. It kind of went from like stagnant to a deep dive and then just back to the same level that it was at. Yep. Like, absolutely, like, no change. And it's just... 
it's it wasn't good. It really wasn't. Where are you at? like a I'm in the 60s I am too I'm at like a a 67 I can give you that all right next up where I feel this movie absolutely shines effects but uh, be, this being an animated movie we're gonna grade the animation yes the animation looked really really good it was super good super clean mm-hmm I loved the updated, um, okay, wait, no, that's in costumes. Never mind. <laughs> Forget what I said. Yeah. it The movement, like, everything about this, it was just super fluid. It didn't what? feel janky at all. There no. wasn't any issues with the animation that I No, I what I, um, the scene that I give, like, the highest remarks to the animation uh, studio who did this was in Warner Animation. I believe so. Yeah. Um, was there literally shot by shot recreation of the original theme, uh, the original show's um, intro? Like, the movements were just so fluid on the characters. Just, and like, even like the monsters that were actually the original monsters from the show looked perfect. Like, ah, oh, the animation in that one scene is just per, it's gorgeous. I love it so much. Yeah, and I really liked how they they managed to capture that that like just that the magic of that opening because like if you look back at it when they're walking specifically, yeah, they kind of have like a weird walk to they them do, in the and normal I love animation. That they, added, they did that. That's yeah. the same, same walk. It was fantastic, and it didn't feel too out of place no, it either. Mm, not at all. I loved it. Yeah. It was great. Like, like, oh, like, you know, Fred falling back in the chair, Daphne pointing at something, and then a ghost misses her by like an, like, like a second. Just, oh, so perfect. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any issues I had, um, which were so very few. Yeah. Like, as much as I didn't like Blue Falcon and Dynamut animation on them looked great yeah blue falcon like the uh, we'll get into it with costumes but his costume was pretty kill i'm trying to think of like anything i had wrong with it, but i can't yeah i seriously didn't like the um this doesn't count as costumes the mystery machine i thought looked great yeah looks fantastic animation on that perfect i feel like could have made it a little whiter that's true it did feel a little scrunched in i'll yeah. give you that like I feel even like, well I know even the original cartoon it was stretched out. Yeah. This was like just very squished. I kind of wish they would have taken uh, how it looked in like the live action movies and then just transported that onto this movie. Yeah, yeah. that would have worked a little bit better. Because I feel that's a very good updated rendition of it. Yeah, just because it felt like bigger on the inside. <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's fair. Like, I feel like Velma was doing a lot of shit in the back that she shouldn't have been able to with how little scrunchy it was. That's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah, So, but other than that, damn near f- flawless. Yeah, it's so good. I, I'm willing to put this in the high 90s. I am too. Like, like nah. where are you at? 
Solid 95? I can give you a solid 95. Easy. Perfect. All right. Next up, we got music. I mean, I feel the best music rendition was uh, the up. I mean, it's not an updated version, but was uh, the classic Scooby Doo "Where Are You" theme that was playing during uh, yeah, that scene. Other um, than that, there wasn't really anything special. There wasn't. Like the soundtrack wasn't super memorable. No, but that I will agree. Yeah, definitely the uh, updated theme song was really good. I'm between a 7 and an 8 for this one. Just because, I don't know, just because there were really no other memorable songs, and there was just that one, I would give it a 7. Alright. 7 it is. Alright. Next up we got costumes. I loved um, the updated looks for Mystery Inc. I did too. I mean, the only I feel uh, Velma and Shaggy like literally nothing changed. Velma still has the classic turtleneck and skirt, but like Fred is kind of looks more like a jock now. Yeah, like he kind of had that uh, the Freddie Prince Jr. vibe. Yeah, which it worked. I I really like that, and I loved um, like Daphne's new dress and like um, her. Uh, I don't know what kind of shoes those are called. I don't, yeah. I don't. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like I, I know? I don't know. You're married here. <laughs> You're supposed to know fashion more than I. Uh, no, that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen my wardrobe, but 99% of it is superhero shirts. Fair. That's a very good point. Yeah, I mean, if there is anything in my closet that is not A, a work shirt, or so, like, a neon yellow shirt, a flannel, or a superhero shirt. It is not yours. It's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, fair. Yeah, so, yeah, Fred looked really good. Daphne, she she looked really good, too. I feel there was something missing with her. I don't know what, though. Okay, that's fair. Is it because she wasn't wearing her classic green scarf? That might have been it. That might have been what I was I, missing. I could see that. So you but, so you missed that, but you no. didn't miss Fred's ascot, even though oh he actually gosh. that, that was, was great... that was a solid moment. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that they incorporated. That. Yeah, that was great. Um, I feel like they could have foreshadowed that a little bit more. Fair. Maybe have him pull it out a like a couple, like maybe one other time, just so I feel like that would have really just made it a lot funnier. That's true. But I mean, I th- I feel like it's funny for people that know Scooby Doo. Yes, and I I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, I don't know that if I mean obviously I'm going to show her like the original Scooby Doo, but better. Iris, like if she were to have grown up without seeing Scooby Doo. I don't know if she would have gotten that. Yeah, that's true. So I feel like they should have foreshadowed it just a little bit. Like maybe yeah. even when he was a kid. Yeah, I'm like honestly, I was kind of shocked um like uh going back to like the recreation of the intro. I wish they would have um shown them wearing clothes that were closer to their actual outfits that they wear. Yeah. 
Whereas, like, because wasn't Fred just wearing like a yellow and white shirt? Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would have made more sense for him to like for them to put the younger versions of them. Yeah. In the more classic costumes. Yeah, like, or I would have even taken like Fred being in like just like a three button sh- white shirt, and he has um the uh, ascot tied around. Yeah, that would have worked. Yeah, that would have worked way, way better. But, I mean, Velma looked great. Blue Falcon, freaking killer. Oh, such an awesome costume. Yeah, the, out of everything, I think Dino Mutt kind of had, like, an eh costume. Yeah, but, I mean, there wasn't really a lot you could do to Dino Mutt. Yeah. Dick Dastardly looked really good, too. Ooh, he looked super good. He looked super good. Um, Shaggy, super hard to mess up. Yeah. I mean, the costumes weren't perfect all the time. Yeah, but I I really liked these updated versions. I did too. I'm willing to give it a nine if you can talk me up. But right, I'm sitting at an eight. I really don't have anything else to say, so I can I can agree with an eight. Yeah, yeah. Like, were you leaning more towards nine? A little bit, but considering all I can really say is I really liked these updated versions of the costumes, that really doesn't justify boosting it up to a nine. Fair. All right. Finally, we have our personal grade. This is hard. Yeah. Um. You want to go first? Sure. <laughs> Okay, I've said this before. As a Scooby-Doo movie, it's not very good. And it's supposed to be. At least that's how it was advertised. (laughs) But it wasn't. It was a Hanna-Barbera movie. So I feel like we kind of get cheated a little bit. With Scooby-Doo, you kind of expect an uh, a mystery av- adventure movie. Um, but this was purely an action movie. There was no mystery to it at all. They tried. They tried so hard at the end to pull it off like it's a mystery. It did not work at all. It, not even a little bit. Yeah, it was a stupid gag. Because like they have Dick Dastardly and he's handcuffed or tied up or whatever. And they're just like, or then Shaggy unmasks him, and it's Simon Cowell. And then they're then Velma's just like, well, that doesn't make any sense. No motive, blah 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 blah. And then she unmasks again, and it's Dick Dastardly. Just like stop. <laughs> <laughs> you already messed up the Scooby Doo movie. Just don't try <laughs> to redeem it with a stupid gag. Um. But the 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 only thing that this movie has going for it is the animation looks really good. It really does. So, me personally, <laughs> I don't like the way you're crossing your arms. Oh no! I um, do that all the time. I'm, I'm sitting about a sixty-seven. Okay. I'm not far off, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's surprising. Yeah, I know, right? 
Um, so literally, I agree with all of your points. Um, it is not a great Scooby Doo movie. Um, but I just I don't know. I really liked for the most part what they did with all of the characters of Mystery Inc. I hated everything with Blue Falcon. I mm. <laughs> Blue Falcon sucks. So, um, <laughs> or freaking what's his name, Brian. Yeah, Brian. Brian sucks. <laughs> so, um, because of what I liked with Mystery Inc., uh, I'm going to go with a solid 70. All right. And that averages out to a 68.5. Not bad. Yeah. So, our final grade for Scoob is a C. All right, it's not bad. Yeah, it is sitting at a 64.8%. Okay. Which I don't disagree with. I don't either. Yeah, the thing that really boosted it was the effects. Yes. And I I feel like that even us out. Like, even, like if we were to just for shits and giggles. Yeah, what does it compare to? Um... Like, I actually just wanted to see what would happen if we gave it, like, average. Oh, okay. Yeah, if we gave it an average uh, score, like, with the effects, it would be at a C-. minus. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so the effects really do save it. Yeah. It actually raises it by two points, actually. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so, 95... Uh, we gave Sonic the Hedgehog a 94. Okay. Uh, Frozen 2, we gave a 96. Sure. Rocket Man, we gave a 95. Well deserved. Uh, Detective Pikachu, we gave a 95. Yeah. As well as Avengers Endgame. Absolutely well deserved, of course. Yeah. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2. How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Uh, we also gave Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn, and Magnificent Seven was at a 92. Alright. So that's about what we give other animated movies. Yeah. So that's plenty fair. Yeah, that's very fair. Uh, so yeah, it's set, like I said, it's sitting at 74.8%. Which other C movies, we have The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, this is actually below Rise of Skywalker. So Rise yeah. of Skywalker is sitting at 75.3. In my eyes, I actually agree with that. Because I will watch The Rise of Skywalker again before I watch this. Yeah. Um, it's also... A, it's a little bit below The Addams Family. By a point... Adam's Family seventy five. I can actually agree with that. I'm. I would much rather watch the Adam's Family again than this movie. Same here. Uh, it's damn near on the same level as Unfriended. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know. Or do you feel Unfriended's lower? Unfriended wasn't good. It, yeah, that's true. It wasn't. Dark we- Unfriended Dark Web though was pretty good. The sequel? Okay, yeah, that one was pretty good. Yeah. Um, okay, did you think that Unfriended was above this movie? 
Or do you think it's below? Uh, I think it's a little below. Well, technically it is. Oh, okay. So, Scoob is 74.8. Unfriended is a 74.5. Okay. I can accept that. Yeah. And then the only other C movie we have is Power Rangers. And is it higher or lower? It's lower. Okay. Wait, Power Rangers is lower? Yeah, Power Rangers is lower. Power Rangers is at a 73.9. And then Scoob's at what again? A 74.8. Okay. Which, I mean, which are you more likely to watch again? Power Rangers or Scoob? I'm more likely to watch Power Rangers. Same. Um, The only thing that Scoob has above Power Rangers is effects. That's fair. I know. I, th- I want to say when we graded this... One of us didn't love the costumes, or I hated the costumes. I I I, I somewhat liked them. Yeah, we gave him a six. Shit. Okay. Yeah, and I think I was pushing really hard to give him a four. Yeah, you. Were, <laughs> yeah, I remember you were. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah. So that is the final grade for Scoob. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. I just have to add that. Yeah, it's it's a solid movie. Good one for kids. Um, If you're a fan of Scooby-Doo, you're probably not going to like it. I feel you'll like it somewhat. Y- you'll like seeing the gang back together. Yeah. That's the only thing that you'll enjoy about it. Yeah, As true. a Scooby-Doo movie, it's pr- I'd probably put it at a C-. minus. I honestly would, too. Yeah. As a... As a Scooby-Doo movie. It's just a movie. It's a C. Yeah. Obviously, because that's the grade it, we, it yep. came to. That's uh, the all bros guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that concludes this week's breakdown. Uh, if you liked this episode and want to check out more of our stuff, you can follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Radio.com, Spotify, and more. You can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube as well as some bonus videos we will make. Uh, Eventually. Oh, like, what was <laughs> that one that I said? Weren't you going to do woodworking? No, not woodworking. What was oh. the one that we talked about earlier this episode? Oh, uh Oh, the Scooby-Doo uh, monster thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that will be a video that we attempt. In the very we... near future. we got to plan that out because that's going to be a really fun one. I want to do that one. Yeah, that would be really fun. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Uh, we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash theallbros. Twitter and Instagram, our handle is at theallbros. Uh, hit us up if you have episode ideas, want to answer our question of the week. Um, or if you would like to join us, um, we would love to have anyone on. You can also email us at channel at gmail.com, as well as check out our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash theallbros. And go get yourself some merch. Yeah. Rep the Allbros. Hell yeah. Uh, we have tons of designs, and all, all the artwork has been... Um, customized to fit onto shirts. Most of it. Some of it I can't freaking use, like the Lion King. Actually, that's not true. I got in trouble on the on Teespring 
for trying to use the Lion King one. Which is dumb because is, I drew it myself. Seriously, it's just an outline. <laughs> the shit. Oh my goodness. That's Disney for you. Yeah, I'm just like, freaking screw you. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, our merch store is on TeePublic at tpublic.com slash user slash the Elbros channel. Uh, if, but you can find the link on our website. Uh, so next week. Oh shit, what did we say? Uh, we are doing My Spy, aren't we? Yes, we are doing the Dave Batista movie, My Spy. Which, if you guys want to uh, watch it before we uh, break it down, it is available uh, on uh, Amazon Prime Video right now. Hell yeah. So, um, And then after that, uh, we are going to be doing a mini... Or what did I say? A rapid fire breakdown. There it is. Yeah. So with that, we're going to just take a bunch of movies. We're going to grade them individually. Like we're going to grade them ourselves. And then we're going to basically just explain why we gave it what we gave. So, yeah. So look forward to next week's episode and look forward to the episode after that. Um, and until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. Show la- <coughs> What the shit was that? Show la- Okay, I'm not even going to finish that. <coughs> oh, I'm shit. good. <laughs> Promise it's not COVID. I just got a tickle in my throat. That's how it starts. Shut up. Don't say that. <laughs>